Welcome to a special edition of the Fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by my partner, the great Teddy Atlas. We're actually coming to you today from Philadelphia. We're in training camp with Alex Vosdick, as, as our regular listeners might know, but we're actually coming to you as we're watching the uh, Lomachenko-Campbell fight live, round one just underway. Um, Teddy, thanks for doing this. No problem. It's nice to be with you again. As much as I like you, I do it for them. <laughs> That's fair. And hopefully uh, they like it. I know you do already. You're, oh, I couldn't be happier. You're already in. Yeah. You're easy. <laughs> so Loman Campbell just kicking off here before, uh, until we get some um, action. Looks like a feeling out round, but um, I want to. There is action here. You know what the action is? is there's a debate going on, a control that's trying to be established about range, distance. You know, Campbell is not as physical as as the man in front of him, Lomachenko, the pound for pound best fighter in the world. Either him or Crawford, depending on what flavor you like. You know, um, you like guy that's real technical and takes your will away, or you like a guy who has more pop, like Crawford, and controls range, and is very instinctive. But either way, you can't go wrong, one or two. But right now, you got two southpaws. The southpaw advantage of Lomachenko has been taken away a little bit. And you can see it right now. Usually he has an advantage. He's in there with an orthodox guy, not used to a southpaw. Now he's in a mirror. So the advantage of being a southpaw is negated right now, early at least, for Lomachenko. That advantage is not there. Because he's got another lefty poking a right lead jab in front of him. Right away, you notice a huge difference just in the height. I mean, Campbell is incredibly long relative to Lomachenko. Yeah, he's longer and he's taller. It's it's, it's interesting. But more to... importantly, he's using his height the right way right now. Yeah. You can be tall, but you don't know how to fight tall. What the hell good does it do? Mm-hmm. It doesn't do any good. Right now, he's doing just what we talked about in our broadcast a couple of days ago before the fight where we were setting it up and handicapping it where we said that Kind of like the sandcastle down the shore. You know, it would be like that. You got a kid building a sandcastle, and then the waves come in. He has to move it back. And then he, then he waves come in again. You got to move it back another six inches, another foot, another two feet, so the waves don't get to it. That's kind of what Campbell's doing. If Lomachenko comes in six inches, you can see it right there. Campbell goes back 12. So far, feeling out round. They're both just uh, kind of working from the outside here. Yeah, Campbell's looking for spots. He's looking to, you know, he's looking to paint, paint a picture with that right jab. Campbell doing a pretty good job of painting a good one-round win. I think a first-round win for himself with that right jab. Just using it to mesmerize Loma, control range, as I talked about, that he needs to do, and then pot shot at the right time with the left hand. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd agree with you there. I'd give that round to Campbell. He looked pretty good. be interesting to see, like you said, what happens when Loma starts to get inside that range. Um, also be interesting to see what kind of adjustments they make coming into round two. Before we get kick it off with round two, I just want to talk to you quickly about one of the undercard fights. We had um, uh, Cesar Ma- Julio Cesar Martinez against Charlie Edwards, uh, Mexican versus the uh, uh, Englishman for the WBC title. And... Uh, controversial stoppage to that one was ruled uh, eventually ruled a no contest but initially they gave it to martinez he had clearly had edwards very hurt edwards went down to take a knee and 
probably a good two or three seconds later, Martinez stepped around him and hit him with a crushing left hook to the kidney. You know why he was good down? He was down on one knee. Hundred I mean, percent. It was an obvious foul and an obvious immediate disqualification. The thing that frustrated a lot of people giving credit to the WBC, and I'd say so. Okay, and Suleiman that they that they made it a no contest. I would have went further. I would have disqualified him. So 100% so, agreed. You know, I laugh in this business right away. Oh, wow. They did a, gee, they did the right thing, you know. Um, Keep in mind, they almost gave it to Martinez. Yeah, he blatantly yeah, I mean. hit the kid while he was The only hurt reason they did the right down. thing is um, a couple million of you people were watching. Exactly. You know what I mean? They weren't alone. Thank goodness you guys were watching. There was an eye in the sky. Because if there was no eye in the sky, um, <laughs> Martinez would be the champion right now, uh, foul or no foul. But, you know, they make this big deal. Oh, they did the right thing. But the right thing, I think, I make two points out of it. I I'm glad that it's a no contest. Don't get me wrong. I give him some credit. But come on. The right thing would have been to disqualify him because he hit him while he was down. It's an obvious blatant foul. And the other thing is that they say that they had to look at instant replay. You didn't have to look at instant replay. The referee, everyone in the place saw there was a foul. He was on the floor and he hit him. We were uh, watching it together as soon as he hit him. You need an instant replay for that? Did you need to look at instant replay to know that that was a foul? And I asked you one other question. What What if there was no instant replay? Then the other guy would have been champion? 100%. So that bothers me. Like, oh, we had instant replay so we could rectify uh, the mistake here, the thing that was wrong. You didn't need instant replay. How about common sense? How about the eyeballs that God gave you in your eyes and do the right thing? Sometimes you don't need instant replay. I think that, the, like anyway, you said, the WBC, I don't think At least think the right thing got done to a certain extent. I don't think that they should be given too much credit for no contest. That was a blatant foul. Like, what would, what would warrant a DQ if that didn't? The guy was down on one knee, stepped around and drilled him almost in the back. Um, anyway... At least the kid didn't lose his title that way. What's going like on right now is <clears throat> Campbell. Campbell's given Lomachenko some trouble with his height, with his length. He knows how to fight tall. And Lomachenko is, he's kind of like the janitor in one of those big buildings that has those big, giant key rings. You ever see him with those big, giant key rings? <laughs> and it's got about 4,000 keys on it. He's trying to find the right key for the door. And he might have just found it right there. At the end of the second round where he closed the gap and he landed the best punch of the fight, his left hand. But that's what he is. He's the janitor with the giant key ring and he's trying to match up the right key with the right door and get in. There's two ways to get to a taller guy and Loma knows both of them. One is what Loma's trying to do, move his head and then move his feet and close the gap. The other is to, believe it or not, is to step out and invite the taller guy in to give up his height where he gets closer to you, he does the work for you, and then you can counter him. And Loma's capable of doing, don't think Loma can't do that. Set a trap and get the get the taller Campo to get a little over-ambitious yeah. to try to come in after him and then counter him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Loma do either one. The only thing I see missing from Loma, and as I said it, I saw he did it, the jab. He should be using the jab more. And I'm sure his father's going to tell him when he gets back in the corner that you, there it is. There it is. He, you got to start using the jab. If you got a tall guy that's on the outside and he's trying to, you know, paint a victory for himself with just a jab, which is what he's basically doing, Campbell. Every once in a while, he'll put a left hand in there. He's pretty conventional, pretty standard. It's nothing complex, nothing complicated. You got to 
you got to give something back to him in the form of a jab. You got to give him, you know, a little taste of his own medicine, so to speak. There's the left There's hand. There's the left hand by Loma. Yeah, he's starting to close the up. gap. He's starting to close the gap. Loma's starting to get to him. Hit landed a couple clean lefts. But the jab is important for Loma because when you got a guy on the outside floating around like that, you want to stabilize him. You want to take his jab away a little bit. No better way to take the jab away than to use your own jab. And Loma's starting to do it Sticking now. Sticking him with that jab. Yeah, right, right on cue. Interesting to see his countryman Usyk in the corner at the beginning of the round as well. I know he's in camp in Oxnard for his own upcoming um, title for uh, heavyweight debut. Yeah, he he's a heavyweight. People better remember his name because he's a guy who can be the next heavyweight champ, Usyk. Yeah. Gold medalist from the Olympics. Uh, consolidated all the belts including the world boxing super series yeah one beat everybody cleaned it out uh you know cleaned the division out from amateurs to pros in every title that meant anything to anyone it'll be interesting and a lot of people make the argument he's not big enough but he's got something that the big guys don't have it's called legs Mm -hmm. and that means that and it's also called being smart he can navigate around the bigger guys, outsmart them, out outquick them, kind of do what uh, Lomachenko's doing right Loma's now. Loma's getting very busy here. Yeah, well, he's giving angles. He's It's the jab. A lot of people say, well, it's the legs, it's the head move. Yeah, but it's the jab. He started in the third round using that jab more, and it's making a big difference because it's starting to blind, starting to blind Campbell a little bit, give him something to think about, you know. Putting bugs on the windshield, so to speak. You know, if you oh, yeah. if if you want to mess up somebody who's trying to drive a car, put some bugs on the windshield. They can't see so good. They won't see the traffic coming. They won't know where the heck they're going. And that's what the jab does. It puts bugs on the windshield. Both guys look have looked pretty good to start this one. I mean, Campbell's doing what he needs to do. I think Loma is starting to figure him out. But you know what Campbell's does. doing? Not what he needs to do, what he has to do. Big yeah. difference. Big difference. You know, he has to stay on the outside. Loma allowed him to tie up there, but he has to stay on the outside. He has to keep range, and he has to try to keep Loma off balance a little bit. I guess my point would be I'm surprised that he's sticking to the game plan so well because you know the old expression, everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the face. But this guy's a pro. This guy's a gold medalist. He has the confidence. You know, and don't forget, he's fighting in front of all his people. It counts for something. I I know you're alone in that ring, but the pride that you take with you, knowing all your people there. Loma's starting to go to the body now. Yeah, landed a beautiful left to the body. Yeah, I was using a metaphor earlier about, you know, and I used it in our podcast the other day about, and I think it's going true so far, Mm -hmm. about kind of like you're down the shore and your kid makes the sandcastle and then all of a sudden the the waves come up a little higher, you got to move it back, and then you got to move it back again, and then eventually the water gets to you. I see that Loma's starting to put water in the basement a little bit of Mr. Campbell, starting to attack that long, lean body. I like the um, analogy you used of the skyscraper because Campbell looks like a big skyscraper there in front of Loma, and we'll see if he can get out the bucket of rocks and stop breaking out some of those windows. So far, he's landed a couple nice body shots. The jab, Ken, the jab. jab. I mean, that sticks out for me. Mm-hmm. And I I know that uh, my fighter, who's the light heavyweight champ of the world, uh, who's I know, here watching with us. I know that he's, I know, I know that he's thinking the same thing. How important the jab is. 
I mean, and again, you got a guy that doesn't have a bad jab in front of you. You got a guy that has to use the jab to survive, to have a chance to win, and that's Campbell. He has to use the jab because that will allow him to use his the physical assets that he has to the best ability that he can, to the best chance to have put himself in chance to win this fight. His physical assets, he's not as physical, he's not as strong, but he's tall, he's long, and for him to put himself in position to have the best chance, it has to be the jab, to keep that range, to use that height. What's the sense of using height and being tall if you don't use a jab to, you know, establish that, you know, to, to make that an advantage, to give those physical assets the position and is that jab again. that you need to give it. You know, it's, it's one thing, again, to be taller and longer, but how do you, you know, how do you put that to tangible use by using the jab? Uh, not just standing there and posing and taking pictures. And that's what Campbell's doing, but Loma's starting to take that, give him a taste of his own medicine again. You know, give that jab back to him. Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, there's a nice shot by a uh, left hand by Lomachenko. Well, when attention. you start oh. closing the gap and you start landing the jab, it's not long before oh, yeah. the power punch behind the jab is going to land. Landed two beautiful left hands there to the cam to the job. Campbell he took it well. He's touching well, you know, with that jab again. Well, the jab the jab sets the table, mm -hmm. and if you're a southpaw, your power punch, you know, is the left hand, the backhand, and you eat with the left hand so you set the table with the right with the jab and then you eat with the left and that's kind of what loma's starting to do so far we're seeing a great uh demonstration of what we what we, one might call a sweet science they both look very polished very technical it's just that there's a little bit more dimension to loma you know he can go inside and get you and he can also you know he can also go in and out he can also give you angles no, that's yeah, you know, he can do more things. And uh -huh. I think he touched him it. with that body shot. He's yeah. hurt. Yeah. We got Campbell trying to hold on seven seconds to go in the round, and Loma's all over him. Cam oh, vicious body shot to close the round. Campbell survived on his feet. Wow. Those were some powerful body shots. What was I saying about putting water in the basement? I think was we've got a flood. Was I talking about putting water in the basement? Well, that was a big turning point. I mean, that, that fight turned on a dime. As I was saying, how technical it was, and it looked pretty relatively even. Both guys had, had good moments. Loma went right downstairs and had him in big trouble there. Started with a big left to the, to the chin. That yeah, but you know what we shouldn't forget? We shouldn't forget that when he started using the jab, it stabilized some of the movement of Campbell. It started making it easier to find them. It started controlling him. It started taking a little of his confidence away. It started, you know, to to just change the rhythm of the fight a little bit and allow him to close the gap. Yep. Allow him to get close enough. You can't hurt a guy in the body if you don't get close enough to the body. And that jab has helped him do that. Yeah, I, I, you, you called it perfectly. As soon as he started using that jab, you could see he started to land a couple more power punches each round. And that body shot was beautiful and had him really hurt at the end of five. You see a little bit mentally of a, a different Campbell now, more defensive-minded, more survival oh. mode. Yeah. You know, you see it.
Yeah. These body punches are going to start to add up. You got Campbell winning one and two? Yeah. Gotcha. I gave him two. I mean, the second one, I guess you could debate it, but I gave it to Campbell, controlling range uh, with that jab. But other than that, I don't know if they're given credit. See, this is where it can get a little dicey. If they're given credit just because Campbell's throwing jabs, Loma's throwing jabs that are effective. When he throws them, they're landing or they're setting something up. Campbell, Campbell just landed a beautiful left hand, caught Loma coming in. Yeah, Loma got a little careless there. He's holding on. Well, he got a little careless. Yeah. He got a little anxious. Oh, yeah. And and part of that is sometimes success can be enemy. Mm-hmm. You're starting to have your way. He's won four rounds in a row, at least on my scorecard. Mm-hmm. And maybe just for a split second, you take something a little bit, little bit for granted. Oh, Loma lands a right hand of his own. But... The other thing Loma is, again, when you're trying now. to close a gap, when you're the guy who has to close the gap, you got to take all Loma's the chances. Got Campbell on the ropes, and he's you got to take all the chances when you're the guy who has to close the gap, when you're the shorter yeah. guy like Loma. And when you have to take the chances and you got to close the gap, you have to do it just right. If you don't, you could get caught as you're closing that gap, and that's what happened for a split second. Yeah. Loma got caught coming in, and now he seems to now pick up control. the pace. Yep, picked up the pace and going right back to work on Campbell. Yeah, Interesting round. round. Yeah. Interesting round. I thought he, I thought there was a moment there, but I thought he wound up. That was the seventh round, right? That was yeah, seven. Yeah, you know, I always talk about geographies being such an important part of boxing that the geography of the ring is controlled properly by each fighter with the abilities that make sense for whatever particular geography is best for them. In this case, you know, the geography in close uh, is best for Loma and the geography of the outside being at a distance is best for Campbell. And both are doing that to a certain extent. You know, Loma's getting hit where he wants in close, uh, where he wants to be where he can attack and he can find Campbell and take advantage of the taller guy standing tall where there's a big target and with that long, lean body. And Campbell, to his best of his ability, is trying to maintain the right geography for himself on the outside. Again, the cleaner punches, though, more effective punches are being landed by Loma, whether it's to the body or every once in a while a counter up top. That's very fair. I would agree with that. But the work rate, the punch rate, like right there, we probably had probably nine, eight, nine jabs have been thrown by Campbell. And Lomo only threw one or two, but one landed clean. So for me, he has the advantage because those eight jabs that were thrown by Campbell, they, they're not landing. They're like range finders. They're falling short. They're trying to, he's using it as a range finder right now, Campbell, his jab to try to look for a left hand. Maybe that tells you what he feels. He might feel a little desperate, that he needs something. Yeah. You know, that well, he feels that he's a little bit behind. We go to the judges' scorecards. Teddy, you got uh, Loma winning handedly. I would agree with that. It's going to be a very interesting um, discussion when we hear these judges' scorecards, to say the least. I think there's room for a lot of interpretation in these, um, in some of these early rounds in particular. Yeah, I, I mean, 
again, it's, it's about who lands the cleaner, more efficient, effective punches, not just who's throwing. You know, not just that you're showing hard. You're supposed to show hard if you're a professional fighter. And they're showing the replays of the body work by Loma. Landed a good, clean left hand there that hurt Campbell. And then going up top. As I was talking about, he was looking to go downstairs to set up upstairs. For me, the key to this fight is what exactly what you just said. is While Campbell should get credit for having heart, though, that doesn't win rounds. The cleaner, more effective punches were landed by Loma all night. I, didn't I mean, all fighters, you get in the ring, you have heart. It's a matter of what degree you have. Exactly. But then it's also a matter of what degree of, you know, ability, discipline, control, will, you know, and how you use your ability. Uh, to what level, to what extent. And Chris, can you turn it up a pinch? just want to hear what the numbers are. Very technical fight, I thought. Well, I mean, I, I think that it was a kind of fight that it had to be for both guys, where Loma had the, the pressure of the burden of pushing it, coming forward, not standing on the outside with the taller guy, and, and Gamble having to fight tall. Yep. Well, like I said in our podcast, I thought that uh, Loma was going to run him over, and it looked like, um, I think, in the fifth round, maybe. Loma gets the. I don't know what did you hear the. I scores? didn't hear the judge scorecards. Did uh, Alex? Did they say it was a unanimous decision? Un- unanimous decision. Didn't hear the scorecards, but got a unanimous decision for Lomachenko. To no one's surprise, at least in this room, and Loma looks like he's uh, loaded up with plenty of hardware for the flight back through East Heathrow. Yeah, and uh... WBO, WBA, WBC. And what's that, a crocodile robe? He's got a crocodile robe from Philip Pline, the uh, fashion designer. I think he's been uh, quoted as saying that's a three. Wonder how that crocodile feels with all those <laughs> belts all over. According to uh, at least published reports from the designer, that's a $350,000 robe, and he had the same uh, uh, one in Lakers colors at his last fight against um, Crawler in L.A. I bet you could get a deal on that. (laughs) You might be able to negotiate a little something. Uh, I mean, maybe a few tickets to the fight. (laughs) To say the least. Yeah, he'll be there sitting there ringside. So I, I got to be honest, I'm, uh, I was impressed with Campbell. I really thought that Loma was going to blast him out of there. And, uh, you know, again, he's a gold medalist. The kids obviously got tremendous talent, but I, I, I thought that Loma would get him out of there. I think some of the things we – I think we were pretty much on – not that it was that hard, if you know something about this business, but I thought what we did the other day with the preview of this fight and the handicapping prediction of this fight was – pretty accurate we said he would stop him but late in the fight but uh he dominated uh you know campbell said that campbell needed to control geography on the outside he for the most part when he was successful that's what he did and that's what allowed him to to be there late in the fight to stay on the outside use his his jab and his length um when lomancheco came in he'd go back Try to keep that range to his advantage. And 
what I talked about where Loma, you know, it's one thing being at the advantage on the outside when you got the longer jab and you're tall and you know how to use it. And there were spots when you saw that advantage. But then once Loma closed the gap, the disadvantage of being a taller guy with a shorter guy that knows how to get close was shown too in two ways. One, you're standing up a little bit, there's some windows to break. And Loma went upstairs and, uh, you know, if he didn't pull the window pane out, he definitely put some cracks in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and then, again, you might be a tall, long guy, but when you're tall and you're long, well, not me anymore, you. You have a long, lean body, and that lean body can be vulnerable, and there's a lot of target. And yeah. Loma was able to to touch that target, put some water in the basement. Be curious to see what Loma does from here. I think he's got a, a lot of options. Um, there's some really entertaining I don't know what they're saying there. right now. Put yeah. that up, maybe. Uh, well, it's too late. But, I mean, Barry McGregor, who, son, who does a good job, I think, training. Uh, the former champion, Barry McGregor, his son does a good job. I was, turn it up a pinch I was just wondering what he was saying if, you know, he thought the fight was closer. But I think a lot of people might be misled by the fact that, and maybe you were a little bit too, to be quite frank, where Campbell was throwing the jabs, and he was. He was throwing the jabs. He was busy with the jabs. Um, so it looked like maybe he was grabbing some spots there. But Loma's jab was the one that was landing. Oh, that, I agree with that's you 100%. What matters. I, I was actually just impressed. Even if the other guy's throwing more. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like having a... It's kind of like having, you know, one guy with a hundred bees buzzing around his head, and you say, "Oh my God, oh my, get that guy, help that guy." <laughs> He's got a hundred bees buzzing around his head, you know, but none of them are stinging him. Yeah. And then you got another guy on the side, and he's only got like three of them, but all three of them are stinging him. <laughs> In uh, this case, uh, looks like the other guy was getting whacked on the head. Appeared, yeah, you know uh, what I mean, repeatedly with you a know, hammer. But I guess I guess my point was I really thought Loma was, was this was going to be a one sided beatdown. So I was impressed that Campbell was able to do even what he was able to do, which is a survive the fight and b have moments where it, it, I thought it was very competitive. But like you said, all the all the meaningful, significant punches were landed by Loma. Fight here again. The English fight fans are the best. Fans Curious to in see the what world. they're saying about uh, said, what might be next for Lomachenko. It's always funny to see the uh, governing bodies. Turn it up if you want. This way you can see. You want to turn it up a, a pinch, Chris? He speaks a lot better English than I do Russian, right? I mean, he is a superstar. And Luke Campbell didn't disgrace himself. He fought a hell of a fight. He's a hell of a fighter. That's the summary from uh, Bob Aaron. Luke Campbell didn't disgrace himself. You've promoted some of the greatest fighters in boxing history. Where do you rank Loma? He's up there with the greats. Muhammad Ali, Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao. It's funny to watch the guys from the organizations and the governing bodies when always When he has a promoter like Adam, you know, about how good yeah. his fighter is, one of his money makers, yeah. right? I mean, one of his golden gooses. And you ask him how good he is. What do you think he's going to say? <laughs> I mean, you might as well just take like a, a a a beach ball and throw it to somebody to hit it out of the park. <laughs> I mean, you talk about giving someone softballs. I mean, yeah, what yeah. do you think he's going to say? <laughs> I mean, he's going to say he's 
But he just said. I he's mean, better he, than Muhammad Ali. Well, he's up there with yeah. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And, you know, Marvin Hagler. Anybody. Hey, I love Loma. I think he's, like I said, I think him and Crawford are the two best fighters. I think <laughs> and, look, and look who's making Usyk. a guest appearance, Photobomb and Bob Arum. <laughs> that's Usyk. That's Usyk. his personality. He's got I'll a great personality. You, that's why That's why it's his talent that'll make him heavyweight champ someday, I think, Usyk. I think his talent will make him, and his confidence, but his personality will make him a, a very popular, a popular heavyweight champ in a lot of places which again leads to big money all right chris you can turn it down um chris want to just turn it back down um like i said it'd be interesting to see where we go from here but uh, <laughs> i was trying to say it's interesting to see those guys with their um uh organizational patches on their blazers always trying to angle to get in the camera shot when they're announcing the winner or doing the interview you see the patches on the lapel like wbo wbc they're always trying to get in the frame but you don't mind the guy like for me i don't mind the guy like Usyk doing it because he does it in, oh, uh, oh Usyk uh, is a character i'm talking the guys who are representing the different organizations oh, oh, like the guys. wbo Usyk is, Usyk's Usyk's deserves guy. it oh, and yeah. he deserves it you know he earned the right i'm talking about the guy who's trying to just get his face in between the in between the interviewer and the fighter like hey i'm here too guys and mom you see me on tv yeah, that's where the directors in the truck go crazy and they try to cut those guys out. Yeah, I so love watching hard. them do that. But the Usyk thing is pure entertainment. I think he he has a good understanding of his uh, of his audience and he panders to them and does a good job. He has yeah. a good following on social media, although I prefer him to post some he, more English. More importantly, he's a good person. Yeah. He's a good person. Of course, I'm happy. I wanted to say to thank you. To say thank you for all people who come to support us, to support this beautiful fight. Watching the post-fight interview with Lomachenko. who organized this fight. And of course, I'm happy. And next, I bet. And again, you know, he was that janitor early on with the big key ring, looking for the right key to get in that door. Loma, know, Loma outlanded him. What did it say? 113 to 87 in that context? Yeah, but you, those... Those numbers, I mean, to me, all you have to do is you watch the fight and you know who won. Yeah. Oh, no yeah, doubt. I was just curious to see be the dictated numbers. By, listen, I like the guys who do the numbers and it's a nice graphic. It's a nice bell and whistle. It's a nice extra thing to put up there. But it's a yeah. human being. It's not like it's infallible. It's a human being trying to watch in the blink of an eye in real time where two guys are fighting and everything's going on around you. And they're throwing all those punches and different angles where sometimes you don't have as good a view, sometimes you have no view, mm -hmm. and you're trying Even to and, and, and you're trying to be accurate with those numbers. You know, I, I wouldn't want those guys doing my accounting. <laughs> and for I the mean, record, like for them. the record, how are they doing it? Do they have one button good. for each guy, and they're yeah. hitting? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, you gotta, you know, it, it's it's not a video game. Yeah, you know, it, it's. I mean, I'm just curious from a technical standpoint. Do they actually have two, yeah. one for each guy, and they just hit it every time there's a, yeah, a shot guess, landed? Yeah, I guess each guy has their own responsibility of one guy, which mm -hmm. makes more sense. Yeah, you can't be looking at two guys. Mm -hmm. That's really difficult. And I like the guys that do it. And I like the concept. Um, and you know, but to rely just on that, it's is you know, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, obviously, again, you know, you're you're looking sometimes. You you see numbers that just don't 
seem right. Right. Because, again, I, I what I'd like to see tonight, and we didn't see the numbers, but since you brought this subject up, the only number I would want to see, I know Loma landed more to the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard him in the body. You know, I know that. And for me, he landed the cleaner jabs. I'd like to know who they have landed more jabs. If they calculated jabs just because Campbell was throwing them, yeah. or if they were accurate with the only counting the ones that were landing, because that's what it's supposed to be. I'd like to see that number. That's the only number that would be significant in this fight to mm-hmm. me from that standpoint is the jabs, who landed the more jabs, because to me, Loma landed the clean ones, and uh, Campbell threw more, but that's not what it's, you know, that's not what it's about. And, and if you're watching this uh, episode or listening to it on um, podcast, please, if you've got any constructive criticism, good, bad, or indifferent, we'd love to hear what you think. We'd love to continue to bring you this kind of content. Maybe at some point even live stream some of the commentary. But we're looking for feedback. If you guys like it, we'll continue to deliver it. If you don't like it, then we'll reassess. But, um, you know, please. I love li- li- reading some of the funny comments, but if you've got real thoughts, don't be afraid to share them in the comments. And uh, like I said, we'll look to continue to bring this kind of content if you like it. Additionally, please check out the, uh, Teddy's new website, teddyatlas.com. We've got, uh, backed by popular demand, everyone, a lot of people were asking us for um, t-shirts and apparel for the show. So our man Rob Moore, our producer extraordinaire, had these uh, beautiful T-shirts made up, the fight with Teddy Atlas. They look good on Ken, don't they? You can see on the back, we got Teddy's, uh, one of Teddy's catchphrases, 36 minutes to make life fair. Um, Dustin Poirier uh, popularized it for MMA when he said you got 20. We have a special one coming out for Ken. It's in Crocodile. (laughs) Purple and gold. Uh, we got a special edition of the shirt just for Dustin Poirier, and uh, obviously his friend of the show. We're big fans of Dustin's. We have a lot, a lot of mutual respect between Dustin and uh, Teddy and myself. Tremendous fighter, tremendous warrior, but more importantly, tremendous person. And um, we're, all, we're all with him for his fight coming up, and uh, we're with him, you know, in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, and uh, we're backing him. And back in what he believes in with his foundation too, and that's why the shirt I'm wearing, the one that we showed earlier, that's uh, that is we we um, amended it to fit into the confines of the distance that the UFC guys go, the MMA guys Title go. Fights. Right, he's got 25 minutes to make life fair, and so Dustin, and that one is dedicated just to Dustin's. Any any profits from it will. You can see and here on the prof- front of the shirt, we got the yeah. fight with Teddy Atlas and, and Dustin for it Poirier. Go to uh, go to Dustin's charity. Yep, all to, the profits from those shirts course. go. 100% of the profits go to uh, Dustin's charity. We have no overhead here. We're a three man operation, so again, all the profits go into the good fight. Uh, Dustin Poirier, check them out. They've got a new initiative. They're uh, building wells in Africa, and uh, again, best of luck to Dustin. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks I want to say Sorry, some goodbye. No, it's yeah. all right. I want to say goodbye to these guys. I joke around with you all the time about, you know, uh, what do you have over there? You don't have as many options of sports or distractions as we do in the United States. That's why you can build up and have a huge fight. You, you all came out for that fight and supported Campbell. I joke around with you, but it's a great thing that you support the fighters and that you can have an audience. And we can't have an audience too often like you do over there. So you do have things that that 
quite honestly, uh, not that they're better, but um, that that top what we have sometimes with the amount of people coming out, you know, for your fighters. Uh, it's it's tremendous to see that kind of uh, coming out in the arena full in a boxing event for Campbell and Lomachenko. So I joke around about how you don't have Tiger Woods and to compete against and, you know, uh, all the different athletes with Tom Brady, you know, and, and uh, what's the LeBron name of that? James. LeBron James and, you know, all those different guys. And that's why it's easier to identify a fighter over there and to, to build up something uh, with a promotion. But what you do have, first of all, you have the great history of boxing. You have the Marcus of Queensberry rules. It started with you guys. I don't forget that. So I joke around with you, but we didn't start that. You have that. The Marcus of Queensberry rules that have stayed for all these years uh, that started many, many years ago. Back 1867. In the, yeah. Well, you, you did your homework. Good for you. Uh, yeah. The, the Marcus of Queensberry, it comes right from, from England. And more importantly, you have something even better. You have great fight fans and great people. See you later. Excellent to see the fans out, and we'll be seeing the British fans out in force again. It was just announced today. I think it's finalized October 26th. Regis Prograis and Josh Taylor. That's going to be a good fight. And uh, thanks again for being with us. Appreciate everyone. Teddy, thank you for your time. Enjoyed watching the fight with you. Same here. And we'll be back.